0: Levels, check the levels. Audio Track 1, Stereo 44100HZ, working with the Audacity 13.3 software. Float it out, rip it through, and bring it home through the Yeti. All right, these are industry terms. I don't expect everybody to know what I'm talking about, but I'm just trying to dial it in. As we get to the start selection at .26, going to record at point eight six on a scale of 1% to 100 all right let's float it through okay wrap it around and get the audacity going oh boy guys it was raining pretty hard recently i mean we survived i think we all survived we did okay had a little power outage the storms are coming the atmospheric rivers the cyclone bombs but i saw something I saw something recently, and I think I have to call some people out. I do. I do. And it all falls under the category of, hey, notice me. Hey, look at me. Look at me. Thirsty, we call it. Look at you. People on Facebook marking themselves safe during the rain. Oh, oh, shit. We've reached a new low. You mark yourself safe during an earthquake. Okay. You mark yourself safe during some wildfires. All right. You mark yourself safe during a tornado or a hurricane. Fantastic. But you marked yourself safe on Facebook because it rained? Now, let me rewind a bit. Even if you marked yourself safe on Facebook during an earthquake, no one gives a shit. Anyone who already needed to get a hold of you can call you on your cell phone. No one was, like, scrolling through Facebook. Did they survive the earthquake? I know it shook their home, but... Oh, good, good. Kenny freaking labeled himself safe safe this is the notice me era look at me click like and subscribe i get it i get it but those folks that marked themselves safe during rain what would have happened to you you got wet maybe a leak in the roof but i just want everyone to know uh, we're safe we made it through and uh Click like on that, because I want to be noticed. I think some people do want to be a part of something kind of extreme, and then they want the story. So later in their life, they're like telling people, yeah, I remember, oh boy, February 2024, the rain was coming down, but uh, yeah, I was able to mark myself safe. And what am I doing? Talking all this shit about people marking themselves safe from things that are barely unsafe, but what am I doing? Notice me, look at me, listen to me. Isn't that what I'm doing? Folks, it's been six years, all right? I started this podcast six years ago, February 2018. It was just a dream. This is way before anyone else podcasted. I was the first. It's on my Wikipedia page. I was the first to have this idea. Let's package an audio experience that people can listen to anytime. And I called my friend Brandon Lyon and said, can you do a logo? You're an artist. And he said, lose my number. What a guy. And I called my friend Micah and I said, hey, could you do an original theme song? And he goes, why are we still friends? And it was just a wonderful meeting of the minds. And then I said, all right, I'm going to find a microphone called Yeti, Blue Yeti. And I'm going to find a recording program where they give me numbers like ADHZ, ADH? Josh, come on. You can't even get through the rant without getting real numbers they gave me HC. oh you dumb fuck anyways Rosie still crackling after all these years you're still with me is it getting better maybe have I plateaued probably is it getting worse some would say sure but anyways leave a rating because like I said Rosie is still crackling tell them Neil oh, Rosie get on board. I'm here we gonna ride till there ain't no Lord, and Lord, don't you know? I'll have my own time with a poor man's lady. Itching on a one, twilight train. Ain't, ain't nothing, nothing here, here that I, I can to take along. Maybe a song to sing, sing when, I'm... when I want. Oh, yeah. No need to say please to a man, my just man. I don't really know the words. All right, here we go. Oh, I love my rose child. You got the way to make me happy. You and me, here we go in style. Cracklin' Rose Strong. Yeah, motherfuckers, here we go. All right, let's do it. Episode 230. What's that song about? I have no clue. Isn't it weird his real name's Neil Diamond? It's not a stage name. His name's Neil. No one my age is naming their kid Neil oh you had a baby boy cute what'd you name it we went with neil oh okay it's like no one's named clarence anymore right i don't have any friends that would have a baby and just name the kid clarence well this is clarence and i go all right it kind of sounds like a perfume or a cologne what are you wearing um clarence neil freaking diamond he's still alive neil freaking diamond I'm going to talk like that the rest of the episode. Neil motherfucking Diamond. Craglin Rosie, get on board. Oh, my God. I Honestly, I swear I'm not kidding. I feel like there was just an earthquake. Oh. Oh, you think I'm doing a bit? Oh, he's doing a bit. He's setting himself up to say he's about to click safe on Facebook and mark himself safe on Facebook. No, no, no. I really think it shook. Should I pause this and go speak to my wife? who's watching Harlan Coben murder mysteries on Netflix, and I can't talk. If she's watching her murder mystery, she wants me to be quiet on the couch, because I'm a talker. Sometimes during a show or a movie, I'll say some things, and she's usually okay, unless it's her Harlan Coben murder mysteries on Netflix. Josh, shut your trap. I can't understand the culprit in the scene. Anyways, folks, if you marked yourself safe at any time, I'm happy you're still with us. I'm happy you made it through the rainy season. I'm sick as fuck. Swearing too much tonight. I'll try to curb that. I'll try to curb it a little bit, but I'm sick. I'm sick again. I'm going to take Dayquil, Nyquil, Nyquil, Dayquil until I'm just in this vortex of hallucinations. Um, But I don't have COVID. I actually took a COVID test. I haven't done that in years, but my mom got COVID. She texted the family. We all were hanging out. She texted us. Hey, folks, tested positive. (coughs) And I'm like, uh uh-oh, I got a tickle in my throat and I can't taste any food. And uh uh-oh, I feel groggy and tired. And uh uh-oh, okay, here it comes. So I did the whole test where you swab your nose. You remember you swab your nose? And then you drop the droplets of whatever nose liquid into that little saucer and you're just waiting for the line and waiting for the line. 15 minutes went by and I didn't have the line and then I woke up the next day and I felt even more sick and I'm still going to work and I'm telling the kids I'm fine, I'm fine, but I'm not fine on the inside. I'm just coughing through, sucking lozenges down, drinking green tea like a fool. And then I went to Kaiser and took an actual COVID test, you know, one that's really going to find the antigens. Hey, he knows the word antigen. He sounds smart. And then all of a sudden they tell me, you don't have COVID, you don't have the flu you don't have rsv you can mark yourself safe <laughs> the joke's not gonna go anywhere folks i think it's gonna linger around i marked myself safe safe from my mom's covid but how'd she get it i don't know how, how would any of us get it anymore well so many people have it and they don't test by the way is it contagious now my conspiracy theory podcast is it even contagious because the government shut us down and playgrounds had caution tape on them and i'm not sure if you noticed but they closed schools down And I think it is contagious because if you Google, is COVID contagious? The answer is yes. But why are there so many stories of a person living with a family and everyone in the family gets it except one person doesn't? How's that work? I even have a friend who's like, my wife had COVID. I kissed her every morning that she had COVID and I didn't get COVID. I'm like, first of all, why? Why'd you kiss her? And second of all, what? What is it then? Is it contagious or not? Do we know? Are we still figuring this thing out? What variant are we on? What strain and what variant are we on? The the antigens and the variants. Is Fauci still doing press conferences? Is this podcast an old one? Is this a rerun during the COVID days? But I took a test and it was negative. And that means I could keep going to school. But also if I had COVID, can't I keep going to school? And you're saying, how dare you? How dare you even say that? And I wouldn't, I wouldn't. But what are the rules? Are we on the honor system all of a sudden? Did we just forget the public health guidelines that used to show up in our emails every day? The new rules are you have to leave for six days and then test positive on the day seven and then test negative and walk on a tightrope. Then you got to burn all your clothes and clip your toenails and submit the toenails to the county health inspector. And then at that point, they're going to have you walk backwards and see if you could recite the alphabet. In Korean, and then if uh you pass all the tests, you get to go back to school. And now it's just like hey yeah, yeah, you can come to school. Yeah, spread it. Why not? What are we doing? That's the new name of the podcast. Forget here we go with Josh Rosenberg. just what are we doing? What are we doing? You know, we're in a big transition. I realize this. We're in a big transition in society right now with the old brick and mortars uh brick and mortar stores. Uh they're closing. You've noticed this, right? Of course you've noticed. Uh, our town bj's we had bj's in the town it was wonderful everyone bj's for everyone no there was a restaurant called bj's and uh yeah like 30 beers on tap you've heard of bj's pizza deep dish the pizookie like a menu that's nine pages you could get what you want i kind of liked it my wife kind of liked it it was local it shut down and we couldn't even have the conversation of ooh, what's coming next to replace it because the answer is nothing if you're in a town and there's big stores like Bed Bath & Beyond or Targets or Toys R Russes and they're closing. You can't really have the conversation of, hmm, what's going to come next? What's going to replace it? Those conversations are over. When a store shuts down, there's no more. We're going to witness nothingness. It's just going to become old and dusty and dilapidated and decrepit. And I need another D word. And defunct. None of these places, these brick and mortar places are going to be able to build back and generate business. Have you ever been to a restaurant in the last month when all the employees know we're going out of business? It's the worst. That's going to be all restaurants soon. We're just going to be doing Uber Eats. We're just going to be doing Postmates. What's the other big one? DoorDash, Caviar. I mean, there's still going to be restaurants, but the dine-in experience for all these chains, these Applebee's, if you have one in your neighborhood, they're going to close down. Nothing's going to replace it. It's just that simple. Your bed, bath, and beyond. Big store, right? A lot of land, a lot of property. Nothing's going to replace it. Farewell, brick and mortar. What's mortar? Is it the adhesive for the bricks? I guess so. But goodbye. And it's sad because I recently went to a Japanese clothing store at the Saramonte Mall in Daly City. And it was so fun. Oh, my God. I got these big gray parachute pants. And I know my wife's jealous. I know she's jealous, even though I look like an adult toddler wearing them. But they're so comfy parachute pants at a japanese clothing store i wouldn't have had that experience on amazon prime just scrolling into some stupidity you're scrolling into stupidity when you start to order clothing on amazon prime and you're reading all these reviews and one guy gave it a one star because he said it arrived and there was no zipper and another guy's like it arrived and someone had put gum on the knee and i'm like what someone put gum on the knee that's wild. You don't have that experience at a Japanese clothing store at the Saramonte Mall in Daily City. You just go in and stay with me, folks. I'm not making this up. You check out without humans. You just throw the clothes into this big box and it weighs it and it senses what you're buying. Then you swipe the card. We don't need humans anymore, but we do need brick and mortar. You know the old saying. Who said that? Nietzsche? Nietzsche? What's the philosopher's name? Nietzsche? You know what I'm talking about? I think it was him who said, "You don't need humans at the Japanese clothing store in Monty Mall in Daly City, but you do need brick and mortar to have fun when you shop. Online shopping's not that fun. You just get caught up in too many reviews and you outthink yourself. You go, I don't know, it looks flimsy. Who knows if it's even that color when you get it? And then when you get it, is it even worth it to go return it? And it sounds like it's going to be a whole thing. A whole thing. No one, no one wants a whole thing." anymore. We just want it easy. And that's why we go to the Japanese clothing store at the Monty Mall in Daily City. You know what I've been doing? I've been sitting in the hot tub at the YMCA a lot. And I don't make eye contact with anyone. I'm not in the mood for a conversation. A lot of people are though. You could feel the eyeballs on you. When someone wants to speak to you in a hot tub, you could feel the eyeballs and you really have to adjust your body language in an antisocial way for people to know it's not going to happen. I think I've perfected that. Hate to say it, but I find Larry David to be all too relatable. That's why some people can love Curb and other people don't like Curb. But if you like Curb, you probably are listening to this podcast and you're like, all right, I get it. This old Jewish guy's complaining. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nah, nah, you're getting it. But the idea of being in the hot tub is a nice solo experience. However, I'm just going to tell you this story and it's not to poke fun. All right. It's not to poke fun. But the last time I was in the hot tub, there was a giant um, obese woman and she was telling everyone how excited she was to be in the hot tub and everyone was kind of cheering her on like the other old men were like, well, good, Kathy, good for you to be in the hot tub. And then came time for this woman to get up the steps and out. And she slowly went up one step and then she started to ask for help and the guy started to help her. And at this point I'm itching my body away and I'm going, are you like on the inside? I'm like, are you really this guy? To not help this woman, this big woman, get up the steps. And she had a handler or a helper. She had an assistant and all the lifeguards are coming over now. So it's a scene. I'm not making this up. It's just a little reflection on who I am these days. And one of the old gentlemen looks at me like, hey, are you going to help? And I thought to myself, no, for two reasons. Number one, if she falls back, she falls into water, not on us fellas (laughs) why are we all trying to be heroes let's all mark ourselves safe in the Y hot tub i should have marked myself safe on facebook in the Y hot tub you jerk but the second reason is that's not my job and i don't need to look helpful today as for this woman the whole process took 12 minutes and i wish her well and there were enough people to eventually get her out But I do get a little credit. I put my arm, I put my arm up when I knew all hands were on deck and everyone needed to be involved. I put my arm up like spotters, ready, ready. Like we're on the ropes course on belay, belay on. So I was like behind one of the men. So if she were to fall back, she didn't. But if she were to fall back, I would have been supporting one of the older men and in a domino formation, I would have been crushed. But then what's my story? I was helpful. Who cares about me? I don't think anyone really noticed how unhelpful I was, but it went from meditative, if you're ever in a hot tub, it's a nice meditative experience, to the exact opposite, which is, I'm on high alert, this is panic time, I wish this lady well, are the lifeguards able to get her out? Nothing about that story is made up, embellished, or exaggerated. I feel the need to just move on. How do you transition out of that? Something serious. Buckle up for this. How do I transition out of that? Something real serious but perhaps we take a moment we'll be back after this child things are gonna get easier on my crooklyn soundtrack how did you have the crooklyn soundtrack number one i'm a spike lee fan number two i know i got that bmg 12 cds for a penny sometimes you tiptoe into the world of soundtracks and you take a guess when you're 12 years old and you found a penny and you didn't realize it's gonna mess up your credit forever but you paid the 30 shipping and handling and you got some other hits What else did I get? I'm going to be real serious right now. What else did I get besides the Crooklyn soundtrack? I feel like I also got the soundtrack to the movie Don't Be a Sucker in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Wayans Brothers, really funny. I think I also got the soundtrack to New Jack City, which was really good. I think I also got the soundtrack to Dazed and Confused, really good. I was on a soundtrack kick. I think that's when I discovered The Lost Boys, a hip-hop crew from the 90s really like that that's when i discovered michael franti who was in a group called spearhead i was taking guesses if you did bmg 12 cds for a penny or even 12 tapes for a penny weren't you taking some guesses that was some rebellious activity to not care what the repercussions were from your parents. You're like, I'm just going to march this over to a mailbox. I'm reading a magazine, and it's telling me I could get the Crooklyn soundtrack with Ooh Child by the Five Stair Steps, or is it the Four Stair Steps? I don't know, but that song is always amazing. It's always amazing. If I ever met someone that said, that song sucks, that's someone that doesn't need to be in my life anymore. Anymore. Okay? If you don't like that song, you don't need to be alive anymore. Okay? That's how serious I am that I'm just going to mumble through my words. If you don't like that song, you don't need to be in my life anymore. Okay. Very serious. Now, you know what else is very serious? Pickleball in this country. You knew the pickleball rant was coming. Like I said, I go to the YM and the hot tub a lot, but when I walk by the basketball courts, there's not always basketball. Actually, there's rarely basketball. They got the nets up. They got the nets up. People are playing pickleball. All I have to say, now look, I would probably enjoy it. I can't talk shit about pickleball. I've never played it. I would probably enjoy it. But did someone discover a sport? With opiate or nicotine levels of addiction, what's happening? It's like the Ted Lasso effect. There are certain things that happen in this country where it's just like it snowballs and everyone's into it. Everyone's on board. Like Hoka shoes or Crocs, whatever dumb footwear I see all over the place. This is pickleball. It's for all ages. It's for all abilities. It's a low net. What do you guys got in your hands? Paddleball? You got paddleball indoors on a gym court? What are you doing? I'm not I'm not gonna go down this path. It's too easy. What path I am gonna go down? It's a little different. I've been reading obituaries. I do it because we only get the Sunday paper, but the Chronicle lists like twenty to thirty obituaries, and these are the stories, yes, of dead people. And here's how sensitive and fragile I am. I used to not read obituaries. You know, growing up, we always had the newspaper come into our house, the IJ and the Chronicle, and whenever I got to that, I said, no, 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 no. Like it was too Scary of a topic. I don't want to even see dead people's faces. And my mom's always like reading the obituaries because she enjoyed the human stories, the human accomplishments, the retrospectives, the look back on a life well lived. And I guess I'm getting older because I'm like, all right, I guess I'll read some. And now I'm into it in a very weird way. Not a morbid way. But what sums up our life for two, three, four paragraphs? I mean, obituaries have a formula. There's always a photo, and you always do the math, right? You always look, you're born, you're dead. Okay, 1930, oh, you go, that's a good long life. And if you go, oh, 1968, Not, not too long. And then if you see a young person's death, it's just like it stops you in your tracks. It's too sad. But as I read obituaries, I'm like, I get it. You basically boil it down to your hometown, okay? So for readers like me, We see your hometown and we start to picture your story in two to three paragraphs. Okay, your hometown, then your education, you know, where you went to school, your college, your major, they'll throw that in there. That's a sentence or two. Um, Your family, of course, married at this age, maybe any military experience, they throw that in there and then hobbies. That's the recipe for an obituary. And as I read them, they're always interesting. I guess my mom was right. They're always interesting. And you picture what the world was like. As this stranger was just progressing through that corner of the world. I read one about a guy named Arthur McNamara. Who was like known at a bar in Albany. In the East Bay. And they talked about how he's actually not in touch with his family. I don't know who wrote the obituary. Probably the bartenders. But it was like fascinating. They talked about it. He went to high school. He played football. And he got a construction job. And he served three years in the Air Force. He came back and he would always order a tequila and club soda on the rocks, and he would always help the people outside, and then he would ride his motorcycle home, and he would get DUIs, and you're like, what the fuck, and it was just like, (coughs) three minutes of caring about someone, that's what obituaries are, and it's sad to think, if you're listening right now, you'll have one, I'll have one, what do you boil it down to, our lives should take way longer to tell, right, but we get to the hobbies, and the spouse, and the education, and your hometown, you're like, is that it, and in a weird way, it might be. Is everything else just mundane, day-to-day, our interests? Like, how do you tell the story of your life? Try. It's an interesting exercise, right? I guess you could write down all the people you've ever fallen in love with. You could write down your biggest passions. Is it painting? Is it coin collecting? Is it the Golden State Warriors? Is it saran rap? Saran wrap? I'm so tired. I meant to say ceramics. Oh, shit. Is it saran wrap? Oh, buddy. Go to sleep, sir. You have your evaluation tomorrow at the high school you work at. Oh, my Lord. Daughter's on the monitors coughing right now. I'm pausing to cough every so often. And I'm trying to talk about what are our passions? Ceramics? I don't know. Is it the saddest activity to ask people to write their own yeah we don't even have to call it an obituary how about we call it your bio your three paragraph bio can you boil it down can you boil it is it easy to tell your life story is it like could you tell your life story to someone in one minute the elevator pitch and they'd understand or have you had like a wild transformation have you survived something wild Have you had the kind of traumas that might require a six to seven paragraph obituary? Or has it been kind of a linear path? Have you ever changed your mind about something? Should that be in your obituary? Grew up a staunch Democrat, real liberal, and then tiptoed over to the conservative dark right, stormed the Capitol on January 6th. That does happen, actually. Where was I just reading about that? People that have made the radical transformation from one side to the other. That's kind of weird to think about, right? Like whatever you are right now, could you be 10 years away from the exact opposite? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they meet in the middle. If you're that radical on either side, maybe you're closer to the other than you think. But back to the topic of have you ever changed your mind? I forget who said it. Maybe I've talked about it on this podcast. But if you know people who don't change their mind about anything, maybe those are people you don't want to be surrounded by. Just like the people who don't like the song, Ooh Child by the Five or Four Stair Steps on the Crooklyn soundtrack. You don't want to be surrounded with people who don't have the ability to change their mind. They just have such solid convictions that nothing could change their mind. I think it's cool to actually have open ears and to be impressionable. Not like overly influenced. You know, it's good to have your own opinions and belief system. But not everything has to be set in stone. I kind of like that question. When's the last time you changed your mind about something? Like however you feel right now, February 2024, about certain topics, those could change. Like, I mean, I'll speak for myself. My view of COVID, it's not that scary anymore. I mean, it's a bummer to test positive. But I remember when if you heard someone had COVID, you were like praying for them. And now you're just like, all right, best wishes, enjoy the time at home. Things change. Trying to think, what have I changed my mind about? Socializing? Used to really like it, I used to be a party animal. Now, oh my God, who am I at parties? My wife and I even noticed, we did go to a Chinese New Year party recently. Uh, My daughter's friend's family invited us, And we were like putting so much attention into our kids almost as a strategy to not socialize with other adults. You've seen adults like that who are like always chasing their kids around. Now I get it. Those people aren't so into their kids. They're just so into not talking about the weather or the election with the other adults in the room. So you get down on your knees. You're like, are we coloring with crayons just to survive the party? God, you should have seen me in my heyday. Partay animal folks very social a wild man some would say and now can i please get in the sweats on my couch i've been spread too thin who am i pleading with when i'm talking like that should we just end the episode what are we talking about obituaries or something yeah it's been six years of the podcast this is the last one ever 230 we did it all right we reached the finish line appreciate it um at this point we could all go in our own separate ways i love you all i really do um, who am I kidding I'll be back next week I finished the Gary Goldman memoir if you know who that is it's good it's a really good last 25% and I know the percentages because I read on Kindle so I, I don't know what a page I'm on but I see the percentages and the last 25% of the book was so damn good and now I'm going to move on to Moshe Casher's Subculture Vulture it should be really good like the funky Cole Medina like wow thing. Like the star of Ace Ventura. You're like Jim Carrey? No, Tone Loke. I think Tone Loke was an Ace Ventura. Would Ace Ventura be funny today? Does it hold up? That's a sad question. Would I change my mind about that? Actually, is Jim Carrey's style of comedy even funny anymore? Isn't that weird sometimes how comedy does not hold up? Like if I just sat down and watched... Actually, Dumb and Dumber is probably still really funny, but... Liar, Liar, or what else did he do? The Mask... Ace, what are some big gym ones? I don't know. All righty then? Is it for kids? Because I was a kid. I don't know. Were adults enjoying that? Like, were 40-year-olds going to the theater to watch Ace Ventura? Or was it for me, who was a middle schooler with Micah, who was falling off the seat? Loved it. I don't know. You know, you only experience things from your own lens at that time, but you don't know. Wait, were the adults also into that? I, I, I don't know. Uh, That'll do it. It's been 230 episodes. This one's in the book. Books, you idiot. You've been saying your tagline this long and you got it wrong. This one's in the books. Leave a nice rating. My brain is scrambled like eggs in the morning. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. I'm gonna make an omelet in the shape of a heart for my daughters. I'll talk to you soon.